Boys in the Huddle Podcast, it's Ricky, Trey, and Doe. We're back for another episode. And I got a new fight song, fellas. I done remixed it. Want to hear it? Here it goes. Why Eagles, why on the road to El City? Why Eagles, why tell Howie to suck my D? Get hit low. Get hit high and watch our fan base cry. Why, Eagles, why on the road to El City? That's how I'm feeling right now. How y'all Damn, feeling? Man. Yo, how do I follow that up? <laughs> how y'all wrote it this morning? <laughs> how y'all man, feeling? If y'all didn't know, y'all better go look that out. Um, <laughs> Yo, man, Teddy, so, Teddy Riley got you inspired for the remix. inspired me to write the remix. <laughs> and stop playing games, <laughs> Face. Stop playing games, baby Face. We know what you tried to do. It was the remix. He was involved. <laughs> but how y'all, how y'all feeling? Man, uh, this was disappointing, man. I'm feeling... I'm just, I'm just disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Not what they say, not mad, but disappointed. You mm. know what I mean? And uh, we'll just kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit further. But I, I, I think I speak the same way that you wrote that song for all of us. I think I'm speaking for all of us, and I'm sure Tay probably feels the same. If he doesn't, I'd be surprised. But what you got, Tay? Um, you know, I think there's obviously one pick that we'll get into that. Confuse us all. Um, oh, overall, I'm I'm okay. I'm just I'm cool. You know, I'm not happy. I'm not disappointed. I'm kind of in the middle. But there's one pick that definitely makes no sense to me or any of us. I'm sure, and we'll you know we'll get into that. But it's uh. But if you had to, to give it back, a grade, man. if you had to give it a grade, we'll all give it a grade. I'm gonna start it off. I'll say I'll give it a C. I'll give it a C. We get into why later but if you had to put a grade on it yeah i'm i'm i'll go with the uh i'm i'm a little extra so i'm gonna give it a c minus i'm gonna go c minus okay and i'll give it a uh i'll give it a b minus nigga you are fucking (laughs) you really like to grade on a curve boy I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what kind of curve y'all grade on, but where I'm from, a B minus, you know, get your ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, you know, what I'm saying, like, not I'm, me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was quite yeah. fine with the B minus. Fuck that. Not me. Not me. Not me. But now, nah, I mean, you know, yeah, for me, B minus, C, C minus, all of it is generally. Within the same range, I think. But I mean, we we've been dealing with this for years now. It's not a shock, and we have to. And we spoke about it on our post Eagles season and the off season episode. That this regime either thinks they're smarter than everybody, or they're winging it more than we even know. And maybe it's a mix of the two at this point. Because some of the things that just took place just don't make any sense. But then we look at, and and I'm sure we go into Howie to a deeper extent, but if we just look over the past four years, if you could just go over the past four years, 
when Howie's had full control, we can easily point at the numbers. Over the past four years since Howie Roseman has been in control with the full decision, and this is based on pro football references, so this is a real stat. So they take a look at draft picks and if they became an actual contributor since they were drafted. Over the past four years, not con- clearly not uh, including this year, we've drafted 18 players. Only four of them have become actual contributors of the team. Like, to me, that's a problem. And I'm starting to think that the Eagles just don't value the draft. You look at the Ravens, you look at the Seahawks, and the Patriots in their own way, they just always have a strategy. But if you look like the Patriots, yeah. uh, excuse me, the, the Ravens and the Seahawks, they win the draft damn near every year. That's why they're yeah. always relevant. They're always in the conversation. And we're not. So you have to take a look and say, do they even value the draft? Or they just say, we're going to wing it because we don't really want to figure this thing out. And we'll just take care of the rest in free agency. It's, it's starting to get annoying. They lucky they won that damn Super Bowl. <laughs> or else I fucked them up. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think you said anything out of sorts or out of line. Um, and one of those players is Nate Gary, who y'all love to hate. So <laughs> y'all might say only three players well, no, out of We only talk shit about him because we know that you love him. That's why. Right. We really don't give a damn about <laughs> Nate Gary. We just do it because of you. And just so uh, everybody knows, but, those players are Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Derek Barnett, and Mr. Nate the Great, Gary. Outside of that, no one else, no one else has contributed. Out of 18 picks, those are the only ones. You don't have Carson on that list? I was going to I'm that. going, I actually, 17, 18, and 19. Those years. We're, focus, okay. we're just yeah, focusing. You, you got you, you to gotta include 16 because I think Howie's signature, new, signature move as a GM is how he traded up to get Carson in 16. Well, again, I I feel like the Eagles, the only time the Eagles take the draft seriously, if they have a top 10 pick. Outside of that, they just seem Mm -hmm. to be completely lost. So I'm not going to even factor that in. Because you can go back and say Fletcher Cox. Well, yeah, you could go back and say Lane Johnson. They're making it easy for you when you're up there that high. But they can't evaluate players. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Go ahead, Ryan. You was gonna say something? Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, just just that. I mean, when you you know, you can't you can't miss that many times. Um, you know, if if you go three for eighteen in a game, you're having a shitty day. You know what I mean? So in any game um, in baseball, know. if you're three for ten, you're a Hall of Famer. But if you right. go three for for twenty, then just get your ass from the bench. Yeah, you you're below the Mendoza line. You know what I mean? you're, you're, That's you're, what they're terrible. batting right now. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, you're, you're, you're terrible. Um, so I think that it's just a, you know, and, and again, I guess, and we'll get into it later. But I think that a lot of it just has to do with a lot of it has to do with the words that I keep hearing. I mean, out of Howie's mouth and out of that, out of the, you know, 
essentially he's the front office, uh, the mouthpiece for it. The things that I keep hearing them say of what they're looking for, and again, to me, it, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, like you said, you have a, a, a team like Seattle where, I mean, they're, they they really run a great damn their quote-unquote farm system that actually gets up to the big leagues and they do what they're supposed to do when they get on the field. You know, and, and yeah, we don't we don't have that. And and I so. and I don't know who the GM is out there in Seattle, but when you look at the Ravens who had Ozzie Newsom there for years, played football. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they replaced him with some other football guys around him. You look at the turnaround San Francisco's been able to have. They got John Lynch in there. Some people may say he yeah. didn't deserve the job because he didn't have the experience. But how many of these GMs who are coming in as lawyers and accountants have any real knowledge of the game. Right. John Elway out there in Denver, they won the Super Bowl. He's had some rough waters, can't find a quarterback as of late. But I think it's a big difference when a guy knows a football player or when a guy just knows about contracts and negotiating. Everybody has a strength. And we can get into it later, but... Since Howie's been around and had some decision-making over the past 10 years, and that's why I just wanted to focus on those last four, and I don't know how much he had to do with 2016. Maybe he had a lot to do with it, but he wasn't actually the GM at that point. He was a de facto GM. He actually didn't get the title back until 2019. But before, Andy made the final decisions. Mm -hmm. The football guy. Then Chip Kelly came in and he was making the final decision. We all have some things to say about that. But he did go with 10 wins two years in a row. Then it just all fell apart. Made some good picks within that time. Made some really bad ones. But he's still a football guy. Howie's not a fucking football guy. And when you go 3 for 18 or 4 for 18... At some point, Jeffrey Lurie has to say, let me take this relationship out the window and focus on what's actually going on. Not to say how he's a bad GM, but when it comes to the draft, we have failed miserably for a long time now. Yeah, I would um, I would say for Howie, his arrogance when he communicates is probably you know, the thing that fans and the media hate the most. So when you make some of the picks that you make and then when you try to explain the picks and you don't really have any substance behind what mm -hmm. you're saying as far as the rationale behind making the picks, then, you know, I, I think that leaves them open to criticism, which is fair. But you know, you um, know what it kind of reminds me you know, of? He, Jerry Ronsdor. He's, um, he's, um, what I will say for how he is, you know, not every football guy is successful either as a GM. I mean, we've seen a lot of them kind of fade out really quickly. That's why I, I think it, that's why I think it takes a one, collaboration. One, let, me, let me let me finish my let me finish my thought on that. So the one thing you have to be if you're not a football guy is you got to be able to kind of be a, a CEO type, right? You got to know what you're good at and what you're not, and assemble. You know, the right pieces, right? You got to be able to delegate 
and trust. Um, I'm going to give him credit for 2016, though, because 2016 was the year they brought Doug in. He wasn't the he wasn't there was no GM on title in his staff, but he was the executive vice president of football operations. He was the, G, the GM essentially until they hired who hired Frank Wright. Was that was, who hired Frank Wright? Was that Howie or was it Doug? Doug brought him in, right? That would have been Doug's decision. You know, you know it's kind of weird, right? Because when they brought in Doug, they actually had a defensive coordinator before they hired Doug. Um. So I don't know who actually hired Frank Wright, to be honest. I mean, it might have been Doug, which it should have been, because offensive coordinators usually hire coordinators. Um, but, yeah, no, it was kind of weird during that time. They actually had um, the defensive coordinator lined up before they hired Doug, which, are, which is unique. But where was you going with, uh, with, him, with him, with Doug hiring Frank Wright? Because I think we've all agreed Frank Wright was really the, the brains in that room, is what we're starting to see. So if how we hired Doug, the guy that really was the secret sauce is no longer here, and probably how we had nothing to do with him. And you're mentioning Carson Wentz as if we've really seen this guy take us to the promised land of becoming an elite quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. So you're giving him credit for going up and getting him. Okay, we got a guy that we think could be a franchise quarterback. But clearly they don't. Now are we walking into this one? We're going to pause it right there. We're going to pause it right there. But I'm just, and I see what you're saying, and it makes sense. But now it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, and that's where me and you agree uh, in terms of, Eagles front office in turn and just not making a lot of sense and then trying to sell us. You know, you can't just the same. You can't tell me you can't, you can't tell piss, me bullshit. Can't, I know the prices. You, you can't piss you, you can't piss on me and tell me it's rank. You know and I think and I think that's what what they tried to do, um, at least with this draft and, and a draft pick that we uh, we can get into. But we're going to get into the to the picks and, you know, what we were thinking as the process was going. But here's one thing, a story that's out there that I heard that leads me to believe the arrogance and the winging it is all real. Uh, in 2016, um, this is a story that recently came out, Philadelphia Inquirer, when they drafted, sorry, 2017, when they drafted Shelton Gibson. Um, there was a lot of back and forth on Shelton Gibson. Who was going to say we should get him with some other choices out there? And apparently, it's a, not even a majority rules. The majority did not want to get Shelton Gibson. But because of the ranking of who did want him, then they went ahead and drafted him, which was, <laughs> I believe, Howie and somebody else. I'm not even sure if it was Doug, but it definitely was Howie. So, the uh, lead scout for college development, he's the the number one guy for scouting in college for the Eagles. Now, mind you, when they draft him, they're all clapping, high-fiving. He's just sitting there nonchalant. And then 10 seconds later, he says, but he can't fucking catch. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
Right. Now, now he told them all along, we don't want to go that route. He can't catch. They still drafted him <laughs> anyway. So he's sitting there with his arms crossed in the chair in the war room. They're all high-fiving, thinking they got their guy. And he's like, yo, these motherfuckers not even listening to me. I told them he can't catch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I read that. That was funny. That was, uh, but, it, but it was, it was, it was revealing because it, it just, who, who's in charge, who's empowered, you know, to make these decisions. If you're not it. listening to your scouts and you're not listening to your scouts, who are you listening to? Right. Mm-hmm. And why do you even got them? And there's a few other stories that within that same article that's just really revealing that they're out here winging it. There isn't a strategy going into that day. There isn't a philosophy. And now all of a sudden they're they're quarterback university. Who knew? (laughs) The QB factory. (laughs) (laughs) When do we when are we gonna get the memo? But let's go. (laughs) We're gonna get more into that. Just tell me this thing too, right? Isn't he aren't we on the wrong level to be a quarterback factory? In the NFL, you don't want to be a factory of anything. You want not unless it's your running backs or your tackles. You don't want to be a quarterback factory anyway. Don't even know what it means. <laughs> what does it? Right. Mean? What does that mean? What are you talking about? Yeah, we keep putting out great quarterbacks on the field. What? Where? When? And how? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. That that this is who we are. That goes into. Yeah, stop selling me nonsense and tell me outside of Carson Wentz and, and, and Nick Foles' you know, seven-game stretch or six-game run, when did when did Philadelphia become a quarterback factory? What, what, what do you mean outside nonsense? of Carson Wentz? We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> we will come back to that for sure. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's for, it's for real. You want to be a quarterback factory, why don't you start with the one you got? You haven't elevated him to nothing yet. Right. If if there was such thing as a quarterback factor, if it made sense in the NFL, right? If we're gonna if we would have to put a definition on a dumb on a dumb uh 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 adjective that they just came up with, right? A quarterback factor, couldn't you wouldn't you describe Green Bay as a quarterback factory? And and the only reason we would do it is because we're talking about two quarterbacks over the last twenty some twenty years, right, that were good. Won a Super Bowl, took you to places. You were a great quarterback. There's no such Wouldn't thing. There's no such thing as one. No, I, I see what you're saying, but those are two totally different regimes. So you can't even use that. There's quarterback whispers. Yeah. There's guys out there who make quarterbacks better than what they were. Andy Reid is one of them, and he's proved it. He's never had to come out and say it. This is ridiculous. Bruce Arians is another one you could give that title to. But nobody comes out and says that. This is ridiculous. Let's get into this first round, man. (laughs) Before you get into that, this is the one thing he says, just the kind of what they were thinking. Because I'm trying to figure out a draft like this. It's like, what is the plan? So they said how he had three questions that he said to Doug and other you know, yeah. other staff, right? And this yeah. was a- after they lost to Seattle. 
he says the offseason motto was, can the player run? Is the player healthy? Does the player love to play football? That is so the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That is I'm the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So, and guess are, what? That name's fucking uh, uh, about 97% of the people that were in the fucking draft. <laughs> right. Offensive linemen and defensive tackles included. The <laughs> fucking boob. Anyway, sorry, Tay. Yes. No, 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 no argument there. Just putting up the framework to at least try to understand the thinking of the Eagles, which is hard to understand. That is the yeah. most generic thing I've ever heard in my life. You have not narrowed it down to anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is I guess crazy. the only thing too so I got the only thing I got from that is I guess it's acknowledging that they needed more speed and you can point to offensively, you know, when your tight ends or your top receivers as 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 much as people want to praise that, that's not a good thing. Um and you know, they have had injuries at a lot of positions. I think they fired their medical staff and got a new staff in. So player, so 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 player health is another thing. But does he love to play football? To me, implies maybe they have players on their roster that don't love the game as much as they think they should. But that's, that, I think that's but bullshit. And when you talk about can he run? There's a lot of guys out there that can run and can't play. Just like Gibson, he, he could run and he couldn't pass. catch and he couldn't run a route. John Ross comes right. to mind. He blew everybody away at the combine running a crazy 40, and he can't catch or run a route. But it makes him a, a top 10 pick because he can run. Like, to me, that's just stupid. Yep. That means you don't really want to evaluate. Yeah. that comes. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like the Al Davis fucking school of football. He's fast. I'm drafting him. Right. Period. I don't that's care. True. I don't care. He got bricks for hands. It doesn't matter, but he's fast. And we're just going to go with the the flow. We still want to talk about one and two. But that leads me to what I saw about the third pick in the draft, the linebacker. He was supposed to be a fifth or sixth round pick. Goes to the combine. Actually, no. At the combine, he ran a 4-4-9. At his pro day, he ran a 4-3. So now everybody's going crazy, and it moves him up to the third round. But can he fucking play? And we all know your pro day, you have advantages. They're trying to do things to make you look as best as they can. So if he can click that motherfucker a little bit before he should have, then he's going to. Most people don't trust the pro day time. So he didn't blow everybody away at the combine. The only thing I'll add is that player in particular is interesting because he he did not play high school football. I mean, and we see it time (laughs) and time again. When does that ever work? I just only mentioned him because when does it ever work when a guy goes to the combine, has some great work, or even a pro day, which most people, again, don't really put that much weight into. When has that worked? Only person I could maybe think of is JPP. Jason Pierre-Paul, mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to be highly drafted, blew people away at the combine, and it's kind of worked out there. But more times than not, if you were not somebody that was highly touted and could put it on film and you blew people away at the combine, it didn't work out. 
And that's what we did there, the third round. And then maybe that is a good segue because drafting him where we did in the third round, taking another reach on a guy who's really a six-round pick, is because what we did in the earlier rounds when we knew linebacker was a need. So now we go to this first pick. And Dante, you may have some better stats on this. In the first round, we were looking at some linebackers and some more well-known receivers, right? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think that a lot of people were projecting the kid from Oklahoma at the linebacker position. I think it might have been one other linebacker too. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're, you're talking about the receiver from LSU. I, I, why don't you and Ron talk about? Because y'all were pretty outraged, I think, after the first pick. I know the phone was was buzzing because um, I guess Jeff Jefferson from LSU would have been a proven player to pick at that spot, right? Exactly. Exactly. The the thing is that at, at that pick, um, it was. I think that they said that there were five, five or six um, wide receivers that were off the board talented. So based on like the, the, the pro player rankings, there were six receivers that they had listed as these are, are talents that are going to step right in and do damage on the football field um, at the position of wide receiver. Justin Jefferson was one of them. So once, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Dallas, you know, snuck in and, 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 and made that pick by all accounts, it was a known fact that Justin Jefferson, a known commodity, uh, who we've been connected to, to for, for months. Say that one more time, Sus. Who we've been connected to for months. I've always heard if he's there, right. it's it's a done deal. Outside right. of maybe right. them going linebacker, which is also a need. So we couldn't have been too upset if they had done mm-hmm. that. Right. Still not not quote unquote sexy. But still understandable because it's a glaring right. need. But then, when the pick comes in, and it's none of the people that we all thought it was going to be, well, at that point, it's like, well, hold the fuck up. What's going on? You know, what's going on? So, again, and, and, and it's just it's just another example of, of how we in the, in, in the boys – trying to reinvent the wheel and, 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 and being smarter than everybody else in the NFL. And not only in the NFL, but everybody else that's watching and, and all of the pundits that's on TV. It made absolutely no sense. It made no sense. That, that's just it. It made no sense. And, and again, it, and it came back down to, to that word that we hear, speed. He's a speed guy. We don't need us a 5'8", 5'9", speed guy. They got him listed at 5'11". I doubt he is, but that's where they got him. So, yeah, he's he's everything Ron said is pretty much what they did, right? And that's why I said what I said in the beginning. Can he run is one of the main themes, right? That's a theme, I think, with all these picks. Yeah. This guy this guy ran a 4.47 in the 40 during the combine which I think was slow for him because then I guess with, he ran another one through some virtual tryout, I guess, with the coronavirus they had did, like another another videotape version. 
So he ran a four two two. So and we all know that that's some bullshit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, guess what? Hey, I just ran a fucking four four <laughs> after a stake. Me and I, Ron. And, and I think I think what we see in these picks is that a lot of people. It's a copycat league. So you got Andy Reid in Kansas City. You know he has like a track team of athletes, but these track this his track team can catch the ball. Um, this first pick, there was some stat out there where he was, you know, he had a high percentage of drop passes. Some of it, they said, is he had bad. He was number right? his, two in his, all of college football. Right. So you got a player that at least had drops this past season. And the last time I think they drafted a wide receiver in the first round, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, it's, you hope history doesn't repeat itself in terms of having an athlete that can run but can't catch. So, um, so that's what you get in him. I think what they what they tried to tell us is that he had versatility, so he could he played on the outside, he could play the slot, to play special teams. Maybe he could do some jet sweep stuff like the Chiefs use Tyreek Hill, but. I mean, I think for me, I don't watch college football, so I wasn't as mad as y'all at the pick. But if, what I will say is a fair criticism is if you don't have any receivers that you can count on other than Deshaun next season, I mean, Alshon's pretty hurt, so you can't really bank on that. Then why don't you, why not pick the proven player? And then Jefferson, I think, would have been the proven player. I mean, yeah, it was 18 touchdowns. Everything he did at LSU is well documented. The knock on him is they say he can only play the slot, but no disrespect to Ron's favorite eagle. Um, but Greg Ward was playing the slot. We don't. We, I don't want to see that next year. <laughs> um, I hear you. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that. There's so a lot Ron, of great receivers that play the slot. He looks like he got more athleticism than them. If you're talking Edelman and the West Welkers of the world, Fitzgerald now works out of the slot. Uh, I want to say San Antonio Holmes. Pretty much ran out of I mean, who cares if he plays in the slot? You don't got nothing today. So we're taking somebody who led, who was second in all of college football in drops for catchable passes. They keep wanting to point to his quarterback not being that good. But this stat is for catchable balls. He was number two in drops. And we passed up the person that was number two all time in touchdowns. In college football history, Justin Jefferson, 18 touchdowns. That's second all-time ever. And most of the reporters are saying, like, at the end of the day, it's just a gutsy move. Like, why would you even put yourself in that situation? Because if Justin Jefferson doesn't work out, you did what you were supposed to do. He's a talented guy. Right. He, he, he's going to give, give you something. But now you're going to take this gamble on what you believe to be a speedster which if you got fooled by a virtual run, then you're even dumber than we thought because at the combine, we saw what he did. Mm-hmm. And we'd rather take a gamble yeah, I mean, than take something that's more of a sure thing to shore up the offense. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I will say, you know, they, I think they said he was – his in-game speed was out of all the players second to Henry Ruggs. So I think he is fast, but 
can you catch the ball is a question. And I think well, we, need, we, need, we need players that can catch. Go ahead, my fault. Go ahead, man. No, no, you, you, you're good. It, it's my fault. I'm uh, chomping at the bit here because the, the other thing about it is that we had an opportunity to learn from our own mistakes in 2019. We had an opportunity to learn from our own mistakes in 2019, where we selected JJ, our Sega Whiteside, seven picks ahead of DK Metcalf. I heard it was some shit around that pick too. Like they didn't know they wanted him to the last second, and it went right. and it went to that whole whoever has more seniority and who has more power gets to make the position gets to make the call. But most of the room didn't want him. Right, right, and 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 so again, if you if you if you shot yourself in the foot the year before, why would you want to try to reinvent right. the wheel next year? Right. At, at that point, right. Remember how? Remember the year when the the, the Sixers they had um, I guess it was the the number three pick or, or the number four pick or whatever it was, and me and you two we talked about it. It was like, yo, truth be told, I'm actually happy that they have that pick because now they have to take the person that falls to them. And I think at that right. point it was. You know, it was like a Joel or or whatever, and it was like, all right, cool, because we didn't we didn't fuck up. It's like, all right, we just did what we were supposed to do. We didn't go out on the ledge and try to pick some guy out of Europe and say, hey, maybe he's going to be the next Dirk, or we move up and we give away a pick and take a guy out of Washington. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right, just sat there at three and took Fox or or Tatum, but no, but never mind. Let's not get into that. <laughs> They did it right that year. They sat there and took him B because of the injury he fell, and they were able mm-hmm. to take advantage of it. That worked out. Yep. Should have did it again in yeah. 17, but just couldn't help yourself. But <laughs> just neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, so again, it's it just, like I said, man, it's, just, it's one of those things where, especially, and it's at the same exact position, you know, when you look at the numbers of, of, of our Sega Whiteside and, and Metcalf, man, this shit will make you go bury your head in the fucking sand, man. Our Sega White, Whiteside, 10 catches for 169 yards. DK Metcalf, 58 catches for 900 yards. And if I'm not mistaken... Or even McCole Harmon. McCole Harmon was, was drafted after Whiteside, too. I mean, a few guys. Was a it wasn't of, just there was Metcalf. A lot of, there was a, yeah, it wasn't just Metcalf. It was a lot of players that was better than him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I said. It's just it's 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 one of those things where, um, you know, you can't allow you can't allow fucking history to repeat itself and not at the same. Exact That's a great position. point. And last That's thing a on great that, point. Last thing on that, yo, Metcalf against the Eagles last year had seven catches for 160 yards, which was nine short of what JJ had all year long. Nine yards short. You can't, you can't fuck it. You can't fuck it up twice in a row. Well said. Yeah, you can't. So you know, fingers crossed, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, Howie, hopefully Howie did know something that we didn't know. Uh, but if he doesn't, then I, I don't foresee, you know, and maybe that's a conversation for another time. But I don't know how much longer uh, he can sit in in that office that they've already re- removed him from once before. You just don't need to take high risk every damn pick, which I think is <laughs> right. a good se- a good segue. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a good segue to the next pick. I just 
this is when I was like, because I was ready, to, I was ready to cook, y'all. I was like, I told two, so I was like, these Stan Van Gundy ass niggas, man, y'all are masters of panic, phone going crazy after the first pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, look at them. I know, I know they don't watch college football, so they just going off of what everybody said, and then they did the impossible. To the impossible. Yeah, but real, but we also were tied to uh, the kid Brandon Ayok, who who's out of Arizona State, who their coaches Herm Edwards, Philadelphia ties. Um, he went to San Fran a couple picks later. So there's always going to be that comparison for sure. Um, and then Denzel Mims was their late second round, who we were also tied to out of Baylor. And even um, what's yeah. the kid uh, Higgins? He went in the second round. So if nothing else, I'm like, all right, well, maybe they should have. Tr- what we all are thinking, if that's the guy you wanted, then trade back. If not, then Higgins is still mm-hmm. going to be there. And for just from what I've seen, the teams that were attached to um, the kid we drafted was Dallas, the Raiders, and us. We already know Dallas took a receiver. Raiders had already drafted. Like, to me, that's when it's like... Right. To me, but that's when you say, do our scouts not provide the information to us? Or we just not listening? Because I would think a part of their job would be, who else is interested in this kid? And if we see that he really wasn't a first-round grade early on and started to move up into the conversation... And if we know a lot of teams that have been talking to him are no longer around, we can trade back and wait to maybe get him later. And if not, then a Higgins or a Mims is going to be there. I just, if you would have told me that at the end of the draft, because I mean, there was the, the talk with C.D. Lamb was who they wanted, right? So at pick 16, I think, is when everybody thought, Damn, C.D. Lamb's still on the t- on, on the books. Like, maybe the Eagles will trade up yep. with the Falcons. And if you would have told me, all right, maybe the Falcons wanted a second-round pick, if that was too rich for the Eagles, if you would have told me that they would have ended up with the quarterback from Oklahoma and not the wide receiver You know what I mean? Like, wow. So, 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 so you can't – he's not – so saying it was too rich to go get C.D. Lamb, who – I mean, again, I don't watch college football, but he was the consensus top one or two or three receiver, um, you know, in the draft. It was Ruggs. It was him. It was Judy. You know, Jefferson was in the mix. But C.D. Yeah. Lamb – C.D. Lamb was the guy. So if the Falcons would have made that move and, they, and all they had to do was give up a second-round pick, in hindsight now seeing them pick a quarterback – it's crazy. It's crazy. But I guess, uh, go ahead, do start a people. Jalen Hurts, man. Mm. Jalen fucking Hurts is who we select in the second and round. And no disrespect to him, for the record. I don't know that, nigga. Fuck him. Even though I like his agent. I, do, I, don't want, I don't want to disrespect a client. I'll say that. I do like his agent. <laughs> But uh, yeah, black female Indeed. agent doing her thing, so we definitely want to definitely shout that out. But um, again, we have needs on this team, right? 
So we go with a receiver that has a lot of question marks. And not only does he have a lot of question marks, we just haven't proven, and they stated this, that he's a player we can develop. Who have you developed? What receivers have you brought in and developed them? There hasn't been a receiver in the Howie Roseman era that they can point to to say that they actually drafted and developed. They acquired talent. I think the last, we were talking about this, the last receivers of record you could point to would have been Deshaun and, and Macklin. Ever since then, I think there's only been one receiver that got a second contract, and that was Riley Cooper, which was a mistake. So they're not they're not wide receiver university or wide receiver factory, whatever they're saying, that's for sure. There ain't no factory of nobody, no position. Can they say maybe offensive line? We've had a pretty solid offensive tell. line for the past few years. But defensive line, offensive line, that's it. Yeah, defensive line has been solid. I wouldn't say they're a factory, but defensive end is still uh, to me again. Defensive end is another need. There's a lot of edge rushers that's there in that second round. We still need a cornerback. The LSU cornerback went uh, not too far after that pick for Jalen Hurts. Brandon Graham is getting older. Barnett isn't a thousand percent proven yet. The Patriots took a pretty good pick a little bit later in this Josh was it Uche or Uch, the dude out of Michigan, who they're going to convert into a yeah. linebacker, which we could have done something similar because we kind of need both. But we take something that we didn't know was a need. I've had my knock against Wentz because I don't think he's totally proven that he's a franchise quarterback. But we know everything that went on with Nick Foles and what that may have done psychologically to your quarterback. And pitchers and quarterback, the mental goes a long way. And so now you bring in something even more for him to think about and be unsure about. I don't understand that when you have other glaring needs. Then you can't defend it. This is who we are. Quarterback factory. Who have you fucking factoried? Why don't you, again, why don't you start with the nigga you got? Do you think um do you think they make this draft pick if um if Carson doesn't get knocked out of the game in the playoffs? But Dante, if you're unsure about No 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 no, no, I'm, no, not, no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not debating. I agree with what you're saying. I'm just thinking about cuz I've been struggling with what kind of what, figure out what, what what was this? Was this like just a panic is this like they're giving Carson two more years to see if he is the guy because he's on a four-year deal? It's a durability question. Or, like, if he doesn't get hurt in that playoff game and they win and keep going, are they even thinking like this? Like, I just don't know. 
I saw today where he's only guaranteed $63 million. I thought it was more than that. Well, for Wentz. Is he only guaranteed 63? You know, that's, that could be. I remember when the deal got signed, I was telling y'all, like, it's a, the, the one thing I was critical about that, that, that deal, and I compared it to Dak, he didn't really bet on himself. He signed a contract, and it was kind of early. Like, he could have he could have had a good season and had more leverage to get a bigger deal. Yeah, Scotty Pippen so, did. <laughs> One quite Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to talk about that. That's just, how can MJ sit there? We going to talk about minutes? that on another episode. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a full blown episode my, about that. My that is insane. But um, but nah, it was to me. It was like, all right, you got Dak who said, nah, I'm not signing that deal. I'm gonna play, and I'm gonna keep increasing my value. Because I'm gonna perform. I believe in what I can do, and I feel like Wentz maybe was a little nervous about his injury, injury history, and signed that deal. So it doesn't surprise me that it's not as much money as people think. I, I remember four years for 128 million, but I'm sure that guaranteed money probably isn't all 128. So that that wouldn't surprise me, and that might be tied to this. I think this could be like a two-year thing where they want to develop this quarterback and then see whether Wentz can survive a full season in playoff, and if he can't. Maybe they maybe they trade him. Who knows? And just to just to speak on uh, Carson's on that contract. Um, so yeah, four at one twenty eight, and he got sixty six million guaranteed. So they're only really locked so in for sixty six, and that's the that's important part, deal. right? Yeah. And the new CBA yeah. allows for quarterbacks to start making a lot more money than that. Right. right, and yeah. everybody's just waiting on Mahomes so he can set the market for the next mm. guy. Ooh. But ain't that crazy? That can't, I mean, that crazy can't wait for that. Goes up. Right, no, and it's a little that. ridiculous, but because if no. you if you think that about, it, I think Tannehill out. only got sixty million guaranteed. So, not only at all, but you would think Wentz would. But Tannehill signed his deal after Wentz for sure. But to your point, Wentz probably didn't bet on himself, but he's so injury prone. Probably had to do what he had to do there. But that's a very interesting point. That's an interesting point because if you're only tied to him for that $60 and you say, let's see how much we can develop Hurts in that time, and then now, we've got him on another three years on a rookie deal. Rookie deal. We can maybe shop Carson for some picks. Mm. They're yeah, not going to come out and tell us that, but. I mean, that's what I got from it, too. So I don't think, I don't think it's this. I think it's another thing on top of that. I don't think Doug and Carson have the best relationship I'm speculating that's never really been widely reported but I mean I, I don't know I don't I don't I don't see it between those two the thing about Hurts that's weird though is it said that <clears throat> out of all the quarterbacks he's one of the he holds the ball a long time before he throws so there's, there's going to be a lot of development 
they're going to have to convert him. And, and they're not the guys to do it. Their, their <laughs> I'm sorry. They're, they're not the guys Doug, to do it. I've never been Doug impressed with Hurts. He's the quarterback whisperer. Well, he's full of huh? shit. I've never been impressed with Hurts in watching him. At Alabama, never impressed. He went to Oklahoma where he played better as a passer. And whoever that coach is at, at Oklahoma has just been spitting out quarterbacks. Um, right. The last two number one picks came from, from Oklahoma. But, you know, Baker Mayfield, the verdict is definitely still out. And is still out with um the kid in Arizona. Can't think of his name right now. But I think the verdict is still out uh, on those guys. Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray. Tyler Murray, yep. So, Murray. yeah, Kyler Murray. So, I think, you know, he may have learned a few things going to Oklahoma, which may help him. But then we hear all this talk about Taysom Hill. The Saints didn't waste a second-round pick on no damn Taysom Hill. He was undrafted. <laughs> it didn't yeah. work. And they said, okay, let's keep him. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> He was undrafted, free agent. I think he might have started with the Packers and found his way to to the Saints. You know, no different than no no different than like you know Sudfeld or something like that. So yeah, that whole thing with the Taysom Hill thing was the probably pissed me off the most. You don't you don't pick right. You don't waste a pick on a second round on a even if that gadget could, quarterback. Somebody that's going to play ten to fifteen plays a game at that. Like that's mm-hmm. not. That's not what you pick. Use that pick or use it for a high usage player like like I think you said, choose a defensive end, a cornerback. That can start and make an impact. Any anything other than what you did. There was only one way or two ways they could have fucked that pick up. It was picking a quarterback, a punter, or a kicker, or a long snapper. I guess I said four ways. So they pick they picked one. Choose one. <laughs> Six million can, ways can, to can, die. Can. Choose one. <laughs> but I go, I go back to what we said before. I guess he checks off the box of Kenny Run. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Stupid. Right. And then, and then the who's the um passing coordinator? What's that motherfucker's name? Preston something. Positive. He's yeah, like the QB Press, coach, Press, Press, Taylor. Press, Press Taylor. Taylor. Press Taylor. Press Taylor. They quoted him last summer saying, and this is very interesting. I don't know if you saw this, that he can see <laughs> the game moving to where you have two passing threats in the backfield. Think Philly special. Not saying the Eagles yeah. would do it, but the way the game is going and trying to innovate, I could see the game moving in that direction. Our current quarterback coach slash passing coordinator, whatever the fuck that is, said this as recently as last he's summer. Making, he's the guy making our draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, right. like Carson, that's like Carson's guy, too. None of this makes sense. Mm. Winging it. Mm. We call the birds for a reason. <laughs> Fucking winging it. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> the rump, rump. I yeah, don't know, man. Is, uh, it's nutty. It's nutty. It doesn't make sense. There's no other time where a fucking general manager has decided to have a press conference after a second round pick. Um, and it probably will never happen again. 
you know, there's so much backlash just listening on. I was in the car yesterday listening to the radio and talk radio. Oh, my God. Call after call. They're, they're, the guys are literally in tears saying that they didn't understand why he did it, you know. And then when you look at the fact that he was the only quarterback taken in the second and third round, like, again, we're reaching. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like, it's like a, uh, <laughs> it's like one of John John and John bars at the battle. You know, what I mean? it's the reach. You know what I mean? So. Nah, it's, it's, it's. I told two sisters before that we, we were doing too much. This is, this is Teddy Riley on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> it's Teddy Riley on Instagram. This, yeah, this is what it is. Doing, Relax doing on Teddy. Teddy won to the record. He did, <laughs> he did not win. He did not. He won, win. Um, nigga. He would tell you. He he would tell you he lost. Um, nah, man. But the, if you look at and then, and then for it to be in the second round, um, I was looking back. I'm like, man, like second round. That's usually where, like, like Super Bowls are won. You know, like teams get really good value in the second round. Yeah, and, that's where you get. To, that's where you get like, like that's where you get like. All right, this one is. This one is. This is the one right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, the first round, this guy is supposed to be it, and if he ends up being a bust, it's like, fuck. But the second round, guys, that's the guy that you know is solid. And that's what happens. I mean, I get a quick look, man. I mean, Michael Thomas was in the second round. And I think that's why I always kind of – I never really pay attention to the experts because even when Michael Thomas went in the second round, you know, there was five, five or six other receivers that went before. Michael Thomas is arguably one of – if not the best, one of the best receivers in the game. Oh, he's the best. Right? The best. Uh And he he went in the second round. I mean, you look historically, Michael Strahan went in the second round. First two rounds, you get get impact players. In those first two rounds, where guys that can, you're looking for guys that can come right in and make an impact. But you -hmm. you draft a project in the second round because you think you're a quarterback factory. Which you haven't proven that. Right. And again, who says that? Who says Never that? Said yeah. Yeah, to draft uh again I, I mean we I mean, you know, we're 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 beating a dead horse here, but to draft a quarterback when you just paid your quarterback, it's not like a quarterback is a position where you can get on the field sometimes and you know, depending on the game flow. You know, maybe you're out there wearing like a running back position, or you know, or even when the Eagles were, were uh, you know, when they were rotating on the line. You know, that was something that was that was that was different. But you know, I can I can see it. All right, fine. This guy's when today we're gonna we're gonna rotate in and out. But the quarterback, you don't rotate in and out your quarterback. So to waste a high draft pick, a second rounder, on a kid that theoretically shouldn't play if we're all if we're expected to be going to a Super Bowl, he should not see any time. Mm-hmm. One one thing, one thing that, and this is kind of history repeating itself, that maybe we don't give Donovan credit for is watching that Michael Vick 30 for 30. I never knew Donovan was the one spearheading Vick to come in to Philadelphia. Donovan yeah. was the one. We always hear like Andy because of his son. And maybe he wanted to give a guy a second chance. Donovan was the one that pushed for it, that brought it up and made it happen. But also, when they tried that little bullshit, gadgety shit, Donovan didn't like none of that shit. 
<laughs> it was like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? I, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to help him out, but no. Don't be pulling me off the fucking <laughs> field, me- messing up the flow. This ain't college. Like, that shit that barely works in college. Yeah. Yeah, the only last thing I'll say on this uh, um, is the only is I was texting I, I text Kareem who's a Green Bay fan so Green Bay had picked a quarterback and I I sent him a message like yo what's going on and, and but at least in that situation you can make some sense out of it you got an aging quarterback you know maybe you want to plan plan for the future even though I think it's going to be a mess in Green Bay Aaron Rodgers is not going to be beat for that shit but at the end of the day at least I could I could make sense out of it what we did in Philly few picks after that and he texts me back he's like shit maybe I should ask you the same question I'm like I got nothing you know what I mean it's, you don't do that when you have a 27 year old quarterback that's <laughs> well, not you know right. what I mean that you just gave a good contract to so anyway that's all I'll say shit is stupid but, but that's the thing when you draft a guy in the first or second round and you mentioned the, the Packers they are planning for the future drafting right. a guy in the first round you're starting to prepare and plan for the future so when you do that, typically, that is the move. We did it. And you're trying to come up with all these other reasons of why that's not the case. If you have a guy you think is the guy and you've paid him to be the guy, Joe Flacco is out there. Try to get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Older guys that can still play if something were to happen. But when you make a move like that, you're telling the guy that you're trying to tell us all is the franchise quarterback that maybe he's not. Maybe we were wrong here. Maybe he can't stay healthy. And and if it's a health issue to me still, then you go get an older quarterback that can come in and make it happen if he has to miss some games. But when you draft a guy that high, you put so much doubt and uncertainty into the fan base's mind and also to Carson Wentz's mind. He's trying to be a professional right now, and I can respect that. But we already know mentally that Nick Foles thing, that shit fucked him up. This may be worse. Might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else to say on that. Nah. Nah. That's it. So the other draft picks that the Eagles took. Fourth round, we took the Kayvon Wallace safety out of Clemson. Which we've had some success in doing that in the past. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Hopefully he, he, he wants people to pause on that. <laughs> what you mean? He wants people to. I've seen. Uh, I think you might have liked it on Instagram. Right? He wants people to oh, slow down. Oh, and talk. He doesn't Dawkins. Want, he does. Dawkins does. Yeah, he doesn't want people to compare. You know, let the kid be himself. But I respect it. Yeah, I liked it just because he was rooting for him. Me. But yeah, but I don't have those expectations at all. I'm just saying, it it worked in the past. Who knows? But they say it's a solid yeah. pick. Uh, Jack yeah. Driscoll. I mean, just on, the, on the film that I saw, the kid looked great. 
I mean, obviously they're not going to show him getting fucking burned. <laughs> right. They're called highlights, know. nigga, not lowlights. <laughs> That's what they do. And, or, and they're also not called lights either. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, I'll be here all night. <laughs> I'll be watching the last dance. You, 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 you stay ready. <laughs> um, Jack Driscoll out of Auburn was the next pick. Uh, he's a guard. That made sense. They got to replace. They got to replace losing by time and Jason Peters yeah. and you know. That, that made, at least that makes sense. You can start seeing these picks making sense. Right. Both right. of those six, uh, both of those picks make a lot of sense. Uh, fifth round, John Hightower, wide receiver out of Boise State. Another speedster, they say. We don't know if he can run a route or catch, but he can run. <laughs> that yeah. was the check that <laughs> box that they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And they asked him, do you like football? He said, yes, pretty good. I said, I like football. Do you love to play? I do, sir. Yeah. He checks another box. (laughs) Yeah. Bring him in. Can you spell football? I can. All right. I think we're going to take him. Next pick uh, was uh, Sean Bradley, linebacker. T-U-M-F. My alma mater. So definitely, hopefully that brother can work out. Uh, and then Most we t- hey, yeah, he's a he's from out here. He's from uh, went to Rancocas Valley High School in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Okay, yeah, South Jersey too. Double whammy. We're rooting for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The Temple thing scares me. I hope he does better than some of them cast picks. Well, the name Sean Bradley scares me. Uh, I hope he does better than the other Sean Bradley from Philadelphia. <laughs> But yeah. he spells it different, so he has a chance. He spells it like a guy from Willenboro uh, named Sean that we know from the NFL. So kudos to him. Yeah. It's not Jaquan Jarrett, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Next pick was uh, Quez Watkins. <laughs> Quez, Quez, I don't know what the fuck his name is. Either way, I don't like it. <laughs> don't worry about it. You probably won't have to know it. He won't be on the ride. So <laughs> Six-round pick out of Southern Miss. Wide receiver, apparently another speedster. Another track. <laughs> another, another, another former. Can he former run? Track and field yes. Another former track guy. Did you ask him if he liked football? Yes. Bring him in. Did you check the box? <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Roseman, excuse me. How come there's only three questions on here? It says, am I fast? Do I like football? And uh, have I ever been on a football field before? I, I, I have. All right, sign him up. I like him. I like Bring him. Bring him in. Next Bring two in. picks, sixth round and seventh round offensive tackle and defensive end, uh, Prince Tega Wanahaho and Casey Tuhill out of Auburn and Stanford, respectively. So mm. I guess they, f- they filled some needs but you don't really get all-star linebackers in the sixth and seventh round um no cornerbacks uh two years in a row no cornerbacks (laughs) where we have uh shown a glaring need uh but two years in a row we go without drafting a cornerback again 
<laughs> These guys. No, he came from Buffalo. I know. And then fucking Bobby Taylor. Bobby Taylor. Taylor. We drafted him. That was the last quarterback that the Eagles drafted. (laughs) We're being sarcastic. Maybe it was Lito Shepard. It might have been Lito (laughs) Shepard. It was. It was out of Florida State. But it's funny if we say the last time they did it was in 1947. No, Lito was an exaggeration, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, But again, two years in a row, no corners. Come on. Yeah. It was a, I'm trying to think of Sidney Jones, Rasul, Devontae Maddox. Yeah, that's all people that we don't want to waste any more time talking about. We've drafted <laughs> one cornerback in the past three years. Devontae Maddox was the only corner we took in seventeen. In eighteen, I'm sorry, in eighteen. We have drafted no, one cornerback in the past three years. I think Rasul was 17. Yeah, Rasul was 17. He was 17. He said last three. The past yeah, three said, years. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. The past three drafts. One <laughs> cornerback. <laughs> and a secondary that's been getting eight alive. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Nah, I mean, it's definitely been... It's been an issue. Um... It's definitely been an issue. Um, I guess the only thing I would mention on the draft too that I mean they, they they did acquire an asset, I guess, with the draft and trades. I think they got yeah, yeah. Mark, 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 was it Marcus or Marquise? Marquise Goodwin, yeah. Do you really want to um, talk about another. that? No, are you are you happy draft. about that? So that are you happy about that? Because I'm seeing mixed messages from the fans thinking that, okay, now we can forgive Howie. What? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think he's had one good season and he's had a, a few seasons where he's been hurt. Um, I will say at least he is a player with speed that has proven to be able to catch the ball. <laughs> so he has? makes you do realize there's an asterisk after that, though, right? He's a player that's proven that he can catch the ball. However, he's another speedster that can't stay on the field. Right, right. As I said, he's been hurt. That's the issue for him. Um, yeah, he had one season that was like almost a thousand yards or something like that. Yeah. But no, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at it. They didn't give up anything to acquire him, so you know, it was, it was an okay move. We'll see what happens. But no, nah, I wouldn't. This ain't the one that's have a, par- a parade. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't absolve fucking Howie from uh from from giving us the great Jalen Hurts at uh, in the second round. <laughs> Jalen Hurts yeah, might be a better receiver like than a lot of these niggas. We, we won't know. He might be a, a hell of an H back, but man. I don't think he got drafted to do that. They may try to disguise the fact that that's what they want to do with him, just to you know appease him for being drafted there. And not really letting the fan base know. But now we've got three guys that kind of do the same thing, all under six foot. Deshaun Jackson, uh, Jalen, whatever the fuck his name is. And then now Marquise Goodwin. All under six foot, supposed to be speedsters. 
D-Jack only really runs one route at this point. I don't know what <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go deep. This is like back when you were like 10 years old. Go deep. Go. <laughs> so he ain't going over the middle no more. He's not really running out. I mean, he's a one-trick pony at this point. That's that's what you bring him in to do. But this this Marquise Goodwin, three years, four years in Buffalo. First year, seventeen catches, two eighty-three for yards. The next year, one catch, forty-two yards. The next year, two catches, twenty-four yards. These are all real. Single digits. Didn't play a lot of games in 2015. But in 2014, the motherfucker played 10 games. He had one catch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He had one more catch than me in 2014. 2016, he has 29 catches for 431 with Buffalo. Then he gets traded to San Francisco. There he has a little bit better of a of a career, has his best season in 2017 with 56 catches for 962. And then the next season he plays 11 games, drops down to 23 catches for 395, and then last year just 12 catches for 186. So people who are happy about this guy, just because Matt Berry might have told you he is a good streaming wide receiver for fantasy does not mean he's going to help the motherfucking Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the team. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, shit. That would be nuts. No, he might not, though. He might not make the team. I mean, I would say say out of all the receivers that they have, I mean, it's, it's... you can't keep you can't keep more than five or six, right? Right. So, yeah, typically I think they typically keep what five, five, one, one on the practice squad. I don't think they can typically keep six. Yeah, I mean it's special teams guys and that. So yeah, it'll right. It's, it's gonna be some guys that don't make it. And they already have Greg Ward, but we'll see if they keep him. Um so they got some people in their mix. So not all these players we're talking about gonna make it. I'm gonna say your man Nick Nick Carey might be on the bubble too. We'll see. Nigga, please. How? They have no (laughs) linebackers. How are you gonna get rid of your most productive one? At this point he's their most productive linebacker. Well here's a here's what I'll say to that. Uh there was a time when Sean Jackson and Sean McCoy both got cut from the Eagles. So anything is possible. Anything is possible Nate's not getting fired, but to that point, can somebody just shine, please sign LaShawn McCoy? He was recently on live with D-Jack with a Michael Vick Eagles jersey on. He needs to come back. He's yearning to get back with the fucking Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. This shit was sad. Where did you, where did you pull yeah. that from, nigga? What's going on? <laughs> please help him out or he might be on the next Summer Jam screen. Please help him out. Bring him back. Just he wants to come back. He is crying to yeah, come he, back. He is dying to be here. He is. Keep 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 him far away from something. <laughs> Bring him back. They Please. didn't get a running back. They kind of still need an, an extra back. I mean, they, it ain't they, the worst yeah, they, thing. They signed up. 
they signed an undrafted guy. I don't know who his name was, but yeah, I, I saw it. I, I would say I was surprised. I thought they would have drafted one, but now give me Devontae Freeman. Give me one of those Houston guys that got cut, Carlos Hyde. Give me any of those guys before LaShawn McCoy. He's done. Damn, nigga, you're heartless. Bring him back. Let him be on the team. <laughs> He's crying out. But, um, we're going to go ahead and just wrap this thing up. I do want to, because I believe last year we did like some draft predictions, and I said Miles Sanders would be the best running back in the division. I believe I was right. Saquon Barkley didn't do shit. Zeke didn't do shit. And the Redskins don't count. Miles Sanders was the best running back in the fucking division last year. Called it. What's the prediction for this year? For these draft picks. Most yards from scrimmage. Oh, from scrimmage. Okay, I got you. Nice try, baby face. What you got? No, I just, I didn't know. I was trying to be enlightened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Was that the remix? Did you, did you write that or... (laughs) Face is playing games. That's a cute little number you did there. Did you write that? Did you write that or did you produce that? Is that the remix? (laughs) (laughs) His shade was next next level shade, right? I don't even know. Face is crazy. How about though? Why is it that when Babyface was doing the Michael Jackson voice, his voice didn't change and shit? Like he didn't even know that you niggas have the same exact voice and cadence and shit. You know what I mean? It's true. Very true. true. Bold prediction for Um, the draft picks. So who's like going to be the player, the the best player out of our out of the? Not the, I mean, just the best player. Like, say, uh, you mean Jalen Rieger is going to be the best receiver in the division. I mean, something. It, and it'll have to be that explosive, but give a bold prediction of what these players are going to do that most people mm. might not be thinking of. Mm. Mm. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to go first. Bold prediction. Kayvon Wallace will be starting over Jalen Mills. You heard it here. I can dig that. That's not a bad prediction. We 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 don't know what this guy's really gonna do and that position should be open. And they they brought in some other safeties. So that that's we'll see. That's not that's not a bad one. That Will Parks guy out of Denver. Um, I'm gonna go and say <clears throat> I want to say this I don't know Jalen Hurts would lead the team in rushing touchdowns From the from the quarterback position, or you're just saying period. You're saying period. In rushing touchdowns. Wow, that's a hot take. Is that's it? a bold prediction. 
Hell yeah. I'ma switch it up. I'ma switch it up. I'ma switch it up. In red yeah, zone touch. I'ma say in red zone touchdown, because they might pass on the ball too. Jalen Hurts will lead the team in red zone touchdowns. You heard it here mm. first. Mm. I actually thought the rushing touchdown thing is possible. He had twenty touchdowns in his past season, so he's he's proven that yeah, that could be like his, his thing. Um, uh, I will say a couple mm. things. In in two seasons from now, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, one of them will not be on the Eagles. And I will say. As far as this season, they're going to hit on one of these receivers. So I'm going to actually say, I'll go with this kid Rieger. This kid Jalen Rieger is going to shock a lot of people. What does that mean? He's going to be, t- he's going to be, I mean, you asked a very great question. So I'm trying to like think about it as I'm saying it. I'm going to say Jalen Rieger will have, more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. Year one. I'll go with that. Okay, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, Lord willing. Sheesh. You got to speak it into existence, but, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I definitely don't think Wentz and Hurts will be on the same team two years from now. I'm switching minds back to Russian touchdowns <laughs> because – I think maybe that's why they didn't draft a running back. No, I think that I think they're going to use Hurts on some Taysom Hill bullshit, which he probably didn't sign up for. They didn't get a running back. Miles Sanders hasn't been the best in the red zone. We lost Jordan Howard. I think they're going to do some crafty shit with Hurts. I'm going to keep it to Russian because we still got Goddard. We still got. Ertz clearly, um, and they'll probably lead in red zone touchdowns. I would hope. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. I wouldn't be yeah. mad at that. Hell no, shit. I would if he if he ends the season with three. But yeah, which could very well happen. Right. <laughs> it could very well, <laughs> could very well be the case. Yeah, yeah. You and him might be tied at the end of the year. They'll so do we'll some wildcat shit with him, you know. That Philly special might be the worst thing that ever happened to us in long term. That, that <laughs> Doug real. cannot that, wait. That can't be real. What? With Preston, <laughs> Press old, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, I read that too. I'm like, if they wasted a second round pick for that to be the idea, and then listening to what Doug said, he pointed... Pointed to the Ravens with Flacco and Lamar Jackson. I'm like, Flacco, they got rid of Flacco after one year. They got rid of him during <laughs> the year. I meant to bring that year, right? up. Like, that was the worst <laughs> fucking comparison you could have made. You made the Taysom Hill and Breeze comparison, which you don't draft a guy in the second round to be Taysom Hill. And right. the second comparison you make is Flacco and Lamar Jackson where fucking Lamar Jackson took his job mid-season? Yeah, is that what you want to send the message to your franchise quarterback? Right. I tell you, um, 
whether you love Wentz or you don't, um, you do you do got a question, are they really trying to build a team around him or not um, when they made that pick? Strange. Unless it's Odell Beckham trade in the works, none of this shit makes sense. <laughs> and I don't think that that's going to happen. But <laughs> we got about five minutes left until we dance yet again. So either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. Why Eagles Why? We'll see y'all next time. Why Eagles Why? All right. Peace. Peace.